brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to the start of another episode of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson in Atlanta. Last Friday on GPB-TV, we were at Halford Stadium in DeKalb County. Stevenson knocked off ML King 35-0. Hannah Gooden will be with us a little later on to talk about that one and where we are next week. Let's get a recap and a look ahead at the other games around the state with my co-pilot down there in the borough, Tommy Palmer. Tommy, what is up? Oh, the sun's up. We just can't see it. Let's talk about the little football game from last Friday night. We had some really good ones. Camden over Glen Academy, Lowndes over Ware County, Decula over Gainesville, Stockbridge over Ola, and that was a close one, 27-22. Tift County beats Bainbridge and knocks them from unbeaten. You got Cartersville over Central Carroll. Dublin beats Blackley County in a key region game in AA, and Swainsboro in that highly anticipated game, the final 14-7 to over Metter. All right, that's, go to, that's my list. All right. You choose, sir. Now let's go to the top of the order and start off with Lowndes and Ware. Traditionally, when Lowndes ends up going to Waycross, it's a real tough place to play for anybody. The games are really low scoring. Ware was in it for a while, and then Lowndes put the pedal down. Yeah, Lowndes uh, at number one in 7A. Uh, I think they made a statement with that little travel over to Waycross and at Memorial Stadium. 45-7. to Lowndes is loaded. No other way to put it. Ware County held to 104 yards of total offense, eight first downs. Lowndes gets the week off after that win. You mentioned Camden and Glenn. Camden, we think, is going to be making some noise, not just in Region 1, but elsewhere and it was another one where it was close early, and then Camden put the pedal down, knocking off Glen Academy. I tell you what, I have been telling you all year and everybody that would listen, this Camden football team is really good. They're 6-0 and now. And, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that they can make a shot at number one in 1-7-A. But I'll guarantee you whoever beats them is going to have an all-day all day dinner on the ground to try to beat Camden this year because Camden's 6-0, and and they're just rolling merrily along. I just think this is a really, really good football team. In 6A, Decula, now 6-0, and knocked off Gainesville 42-7. Jarrett Jenkins 12-14 for 303, added 50 yards on the ground as well. Decula staying toward the top of things in 6A. You know, they're they're a well-kept secret. People, you know, kind of look at it and say, "Where is this team?" You know, you know, where are they from? You know. Well, you, tell us, John, you know. They are buried in Gwinnett County. We were we had a Decula and Lanier last year on Football Fridays in Georgia. And it was uh, it was a, a good I guess a good barometer for what Decula has been building over the last couple of years and now you're seeing yeah. where they are having put their first six games to bed. Yeah. Uh, Moving along, Stockbridge 27, Ola 22. And obviously, Ola is the real deal. We had wondered a couple of weeks ago, and they lost a close one. But Stockbridge 27, Ola 22. So 
that kind of surprised me. What about you? Well, and for Stockbridge, this was a game where they had to come from behind. They were down late, 44-yard TD pass from Jevin McDonald to John Prince, an 85-yard drive to seal the deal for Stockbridge. Once again, they have a coaching change in the offseason, but Stockbridge out of the blocks at 6-0. and And to your point, Ola having one of their best seasons in, in recent memory, uh, I think that they're going to be a team that might come up and bite somebody come playoff time. But Stockbridge, once again, showing in that region with Jones County, Dutchtown, and Stockbridge, these three teams are really going to make some noise in 5A. Tift County beats Bainbridge 24-6. to Tift County had a young offensive and young defensive line. Well, we're in week seven now. They're no longer young, and they beat a very good Bainbridge football team and just, as we say in southern Georgia, shut the mill house down. Bainbridge did not do well offensively, and Tift gets a big win. That's a good confidence builder for Tift, I think. No doubt for Ashley Andrews and, and the Devils there. Bainbridge defensively held to 7 of 28 passing, 98 total yards, the Bearcats' 12-game winning streak is snapped. They're now five and one, but obviously losing to a 7A team—that is, uh, you know, that that is nothing to sit there and sneeze at and have them plummet through the rankings in 5A. But good showing for Tiff, knowing how their things were going to be building this season. But Bainbridge gets the the loss. They're losing 24-6, but they'll still be making noise in 5A. Cartersville, talk about making noise. Let's talk about what happened with Central Carroll. Central Carroll making noise, only losing by two as a 37-point dog in this one. Unbelievable. Cartersville struggled with this group. 16-14, your final score. And I think that was just one of those shocking scores that people said, are you kidding me? Wait a second, Am am I reading that one right? Uh, what do you mean you're reading it right? Well, no, 16th? Yeah, when it, when you're looking at the score early on with yeah. Central Carroll and Cartersville, you're sitting there going, wait a minute, am I reading that score right? Yeah, I did. And, and, and when you look at scores like that, you say... Nah, I don't think so. That that's that's got to be a misprint, but it was not a misprint. Cartersville 16, Central Carroll 14, and I'm sure Cartersville was glad to get this one over with. Cartersville has now won 54 consecutive regular season games, third longest in state history there at LaGrange on Friday night and two other games in Central Georgia. You wanted to talk about Dublin and Bleckley, Swainsboro and Metter. Right. Listen, these are four really good double-A football teams. And when we get to that Elite Eight, I would be very surprised if all four of them are not still there. Dublin beats Blackley 41-32. Swainsboro beats Metter 14-7. And that one was at Metter. So uh, really good football games. Dublin is at Dodge County in there in Eastman, and Dodge County's three and three this upcoming week. Swainsboro goes and they get Bacon County. Bacon County zero and six heading to Swainsboro this week. Now games that you're keeping an eye on as we're heading toward Thursday and Friday. The Battle of Macklin Road was at the top of your list. McEachern and Hillgrove. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of those three miles we have to drive to do a football game. McEachern. And Hillgrove, and then I've got I've got Grayson and Shiloh, North Gwinnett, Mill Creek, and just a few others we want to mention. But what are your thoughts on Bakeetra and Hillgrove? It's always fun. If you don't have your tickets now, then you're probably not going to get them. And one of the coolest visuals that we've ever had on Football Fridays was 
we were doing Hillgrove at McEachern as one of the Football Fridays in Georgia games, and you could see the line of cars coming southbound on Macklin Road trying to get into Cantrell Stadium. It's one of the cooler visuals that you'll see. It was like that the end scene in Field of Dreams where everybody's heading to the <laughs> baseball stadium. That's what yeah. you had for that particular game, and that's what you have for this one. Every single timeout when both teams are ranked really top six in 7A, this one's going to be a, a good old-fashioned Donnybrook, I think, is a safe way to call it. Oh, definitely. One of Cobb County's favorite football games on Friday. On Thursday, You've got Grayson at undefeated, or Grayson with undefeated Shiloh. Isn't that a shocker? Six and zero Shiloh. That's their best record in many, many years. And you look at what Shiloh has been able to do, and this is going to be their test. And then I think that what you take from learning in this Thursday game against Grayson should serve you well for the end of season two and get you ready, hopefully, for season three in North Gwinnett and Mill Creek. Obviously, this one's going to be fun. First year for Josh Lovelady as head coach at Mill Creek. North Gwinnett really putting up some big numbers recently. Knocked off Mountain View 37-21 to go 5-1. and one. So you have two teams at 5-1 and one in a traditional Gwinnett rivalry here. Yeah, and you got Houston County at Valdosta in deep South Georgia. Houston County 4-2, and two, and it gets real interesting. Valdosta 5-1 and one on the year. It we're coming down the home stretch now it. in 1-6-A, and it's really going to get fierce, I'm telling you. The, the sprint that is Region 1-6-A and 1-7-A about ready to get underway. And we talked about Jones County, Dutchtown, and Stockbridge. Jones County and Dutchtown going at it this weekend, too. I tell you what, Jones County is a fine football team. But Dutchtown has been one of the most amazing stories over the last two and a half years that I've ever seen. This is a jam-up and jelly-tight football team. Dutchtown is really good. Jones County going to throw it all over the place. But, boy, Dutchtown is stellar on defense. Should be a dandy. Jam-up and jelly-tight. I've never heard that one before. You have never heard that? No. Well, you need to write that down, sir. Jam up and jelly tight. tight. Okay, I have not heard that one, so it is now officially written down. And if anybody would like to back up Tommy on using that one, go for it. Bainbridge coming off of the game against Tiff, they get veterans in region play, and that's a pack of lunch trip. Yeah, that's a two-day and pack of lunch trip. Bainbridge at veterans, that's going to be a tough one because Milan Turner has really got veterans playing well. Just look what he's done over the last year and a half, and that's all you need to do. Just take Take a peek. Don't want to scare you. But uh, Bainbridge at Veterans is going to be a day's work for Bainbridge at Veterans this year. And Hart County, one of the cool stories this year in AAA. They're 5-0 and under Rance Gillespie. They get one of their biggest tests, but it's at home in Hartwell. Jefferson comes to town at 4-1. and You know, this could be a difficult game for Jefferson. Hart County is playing so well. And uh, the atmosphere up there is like championship atmosphere already. Jefferson are a really good football team, but Hart County, I think, really, to be quite honest, is the real deal this year. Knocked off Franklin County. Jefferson did 33-0 to get to 4-1. and Malachi Starks, 84 yards. Nine ball carriers, almost 250 total yards of rushing. Now, back into central Georgia, Waco and Bleckley. So Bleckley gets Dublin, then they get Joel Ingram in Washington County. 
Boy, that's not easy. Go back to back with those two. Gee, thanks, Mr. Schedule Maker. <laughs> yeah. Let me talk to the athletic director. You know, who made this schedule? stare in the mirror and talk to the AD about this. <laughs> there you go. That's the way it is. But it's going to be a great game. Washington County just remounts and reloads. And Blackley County, you know, uh, Von Lasseter's doing a great job there going back to his hometown. Darlington gets the week off after knocking off Christian Heritage. Their next game is at Tryon on the 18th, 6-0 and 5-1. and That'll be a fun one up there in northwest Georgia. Time to bring in, hello. Hi. It's Hannah Gooden. She's here to talk about the week that was on GPB TV and the week that will be on GPB TV. So what went down for those that missed it? Yeah, for our third Football Friday in Georgia broadcast, we were at Halford Stadium in Clarkston, Georgia. See, for me, that's just a cab memorial, but that's because I'm a DeKalb County kid. See, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's because I'm 178 years old. That's why you don't remember it. <laughs> and you've been in this business for 50 years. 3,000 years at the age of 178. So yeah, for me, it's the Cab Memorial Stadium always, but it was good to be at Halford. The bands were amazing. Amazing. And the drum lines had a battle of the bands <laughs> at halftime. It was insane. If you haven't seen that on social media, what was that on? The, was that on our Insta? It was on our Instagram, and I think we posted it on Twitter too. Okay, so, so I need GPB to go and check. Sports. GPB Sports, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all those. Like, friend, be a part of the conversation on all the social media platforms because then you get to see drumline battles. Yeah, and if it's if it's not there for some reason, I'll go post it too okay. for everybody. Okay. So the Lions starting quarterback, Jacoby Haynes, left the game early with an injury. He did not return. And, John, it was kind of all downhill for ML King from there. The final score was very lopsided, a lot different than what we thought it was going to be, 35 to nothing Jags. Right, and uh, obviously for Deontay Lamar, it's going to be a, a bit of a, you know, let's try to figure out what you're going to do from here because they tried to do some wildcat, tried to do some different things offensively, but Stevenson's defense was stout. And honestly, the Stevenson running game, they didn't pass until they absolutely wanted to. And Tommy, when you have an offense that can do that, you're going to run the ball and then pass when you feel like it. You know it's going to be a strong night and a strong team coming down the stretch. If you ever establish the running game, you can do pretty much whatever you want to at your own will if you can establish that running game. A lot of people have gotten away from that, coming out, throwing. But the teams that run the ball are the teams that's going to be there when we get to Atlanta. So what's happening this week, Hannah? So this week we're at Atlanta's Lakewood Stadium for Douglas County versus Mays. I'm excited for this one. It's a crucial Region 5-6A matchup because Mays has won its last four games in a row to go 4-1 and one on the year. They're undefeated in region play, while Douglas County is 4-2, and two, but the Tigers did lose a region game. What's on the line for these two teams? You're, look, you're looking at positioning, Tommy, and uh, this will be the first time that we've had Douglas County on our air on GPB on uh, – any platform. So you know that uh, Coach Johnny White's really going to want to do things the, the right way for Douglas County in this first game that they're going to be on. And it's and for me, it's cool because you get the chance to see a team that hasn't been on there for any regular time. And also what Johnny's been able to do, Tommy, and, and turning Douglas County around from where they've been. Perennial team that makes the playoffs and they cause some problems come season three. That's true, but the one thing that I like now, especially since the change of the weather, depth is not going to be a problem for either team or any of the teams across the state. The low on Friday night is supposed to be 58 degrees, which it is now football weather, thank goodness. 
It was so hot last Friday. That is music <laughs> to my ears. Thank you. Uh, well, Mays leads the series 4-1, to one, but Douglas County won last year 23-8 to eight in Douglasville. This should be a great game to watch. Kickoff is set for 7.30. The game will be obviously televised on GPB and will also be streaming live on our website, gpb.org slash sports, Facebook, Twitter, and most importantly, that GPB Sports app. You can take us on the go. What she said. That's it for us today. I'm John Nelson. Thanks as always. Oh, uh, say say good, good night, Tommy. Good night, Tommy. Thanks as always to Tommy Palmer, Hannah Gooden. You can reach us at gpb.org slash podcast. Subscribe to us wherever your favorite podcatchers are found. You can also find me on your Amazon speaker. Get this. I run down the top five teams and games of the week. Just say to your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, ask GPB for John's top games of the week. Remember, you can also follow the GPB sports team, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Back at it. Friday Night Football Fridays in Georgia, Lakewood Stadium, Douglas County, and May's kickoff a little after 7.30. Hope you can join us. Our podcast is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. The Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the game. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.